everybody, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident, a podcast helping you uh, to center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. My name is Cody Rogers. I'm Regan Erickson. I'm Hannah Erickson. And we are jumping into the New City Catechism once again. Yep, this, uh, you know, right, so Hannah Regent and I, Hannah Regent, yeah, I said that right. Hannah mm-hmm. Regent and I usually spend a few minutes talking before the podcast starts, and we just spent way too long talking. <laughs> Only an hour. Yeah, yeah we talked for fine. a while. And now we've got a very short amount of time to actually record this. Um, so bear with us on a few of those things. Uh, might as well just just hop right into it. Hop yeah, right in. Okay. So if you were listening last week, we started the uh, question eight, what is the law of God stated in the Ten Commandments? There was some debate on and debate amongst myself on how best to go into this series. And I've decided we're just going to read the question, we're going to read the answer, and we're just going to talk about whatever comes up. Not nearly as much structure. Um, and I think that'll help as we get through these uh, parts of the, the Ten Commandments. Because otherwise it could end up getting pretty dull. And God's Word is not dull, but we are. So if it's dull, it's our fault. That's how I view it. Um, okay, anything to add before we actually dive into the question? Do it. All right, if you got the New City Catechism pulled up, we are in question nine, still under part one. And the question is, what does God require in the first, second, and third commandments? So this question feels a little weird because the last question was, what does the law of God say in the Ten Commandments? So at first glance, before you open the answer, you would think, what's the point of this question? Yeah. Right, because you would think, oh, it's just the first three commandments, and so you just restate the first three commandments. Mm-hmm. But you don't see that when you open the answer up; it's actually diving deeply into those commandments and what they actually mean for our lives. Right. Um, so, how about this? Let's read the scripture first, and then read the answer. Okay. Change it up, right? I like it. Cool. So the scripture is Deuteronomy six verses thirteen to fourteen, and it says, "It is the Lord your God you shall fear." Him you shall serve, and by his name you shall swear. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are around you. All right. Not from the Ten Commandments. No. Not from the Ten Commandments at all. So let's now read the answer to see why they chose this, unless you want to, you got something already. Well, just something to note from that. The Ten Commandments are in Exodus 20. Yes. And I just read from Exodus 6. So they're Paul. Deuteronomy 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 6. Deuteronomy 6. Never mind. I totally misplaced that. You're going to have a really cool connection. I was going to have a really cool connection. I, I don't know if this is true anymore. I would be interested to see if the, the the words that they're taking there are from a time something the Lord spoke before he gave the Ten Commandments. Oh, I was yeah. thinking that would be really fascinating, but I cannot confirm that. I don't know exactly where Deuteronomy 6 falls in the timeline. So, uh, De- so Deuteronomy 5 right is... after the Shema, isn't it? Yeah, Deuteronomy 5 is the Ten Commandments Okay, as well. So that's probably the Lord expanding on what he gave in the Ten Commandments. I, I would assume I'm yeah, I'm not sure of that. Yeah, Deuteronomy 6, the, the heading in the ESV, you know, the Holy Translation. <laughs> <laughs> I cracked that joke because Hannah and I were just talking about translations a little bit before we started. So um, disclaimer, it's not the Holy Translation. Yeah. Sorry, guys. All right. Um, and the heading in the ESV for Deuteronomy 6 is the greatest commandment. So... Mm. Yeah, it is the Ten Commandments, though. They just, it's weird, though, because they didn't choose, you know, Deuteronomy 5, 16, honor your father and mother. Like, mm-hmm. it's weird they chose something just a little bit after that. 
but I think it serves the purpose to take what they gave last week and then expand on it into, you know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, read the question. We'll read the, we'll, we'll read the answer now and then dive into it first. All right. So the question again, what does God require in the first, second, third commandments? First, that we know and trust God as the only true and living God. Second, that we avoid all idolatry and do not worship God improperly. And third, that we treat God's name with fear and reverence, honoring also his word and work. So with that in mind, why choose the scripture that they did? Awkward pause. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the scripture is like very focused on... Like fearing God, serving God, not going after other gods, but recognizing him as the one true God. And all of these first three commandments are focused on uh, more of our relationship with God. And then later we'll move into more relationship with others. Yep. And so I feel like this verse kind of holistically looks at that. Yeah, I agree. It is a good way of um, summarizing mm -hmm. what the heart and intent is behind mm -hmm. the commandments. And for Christians particularly, you know, for the Jewish people, they heard this and there was very specific things they needed to listen mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. For Christians, you know, we uh, we practice the particulars of the law, or we practice the principles of the law, not the particulars, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we understand is that the Old Testament reveals God's character. And I like this because essentially that scripture in Deuteronomy is revealing God's character behind the three yep. first commandments. So... That's why we're focusing on these. I think we're as we go through the New City Catechism, we're going to see these next few questions. We're going to see um, them focusing on exactly what about God's character does it reveal. And the first three commandments, they are saying that it reveals that God is the only God and that no other idols should be worshipped, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at Exodus 20 right now, which is you know, the 10 commandments. It's the one that I remember. I didn't even think about going to Deuteronomy five, like Exodus 20 is what I think of when I think of the 10 mm -hmm. commandments. Um, but he says, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself a carved image. You shall not bow down to them or serve them for I'm Lord, your God. Right. So those are actually the first three. Just to uh, you missed the third one. Do not use the Lord's name. In vain. Did I, I'm Lord, your God, or who seven. brought you out of the, you shall have no other gods before me. That's one. You should not make yourself an idol or carved image. You should not bow down to them or serve them. Still two. Oh, it's still technically the second one. Yeah. Verse seven is that's right. The third one. And three is. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, sort of weird. Maybe it should not be. Uh, maybe it should be more than ten commandments. I've heard that argument before too, because it. The really only ten. Well, it starts with "you shall," right? Yeah. Like the one, the mm -hmm. one I said starts with "you shall," but it's in relation to the last commandment. Yeah, so. the second one. Fine, thanks, Hannah. Sorry, buddy. That's right. I'll edit it out so I look perfect, everybody. <laughs> there we go. I like it. Yep. All right. Let's just go through these sentences first. That we know and trust God as the only true and living God. I love how they said that. Yeah. Like to so know good. and trust God that it isn't just because um, what is it originally? Like you shall know other gods. Mm -hmm. That it, it's setting him apart. It's not just that there's many gods and you put him first above all the other gods. It's that he is the only true and living God and that we are not only to know him and acknowledge that he exists, but also to trust him um, ultimately with our lives and our salvation. Yeah. When when you read the word gods, it's almost like tongue in cheek in the sense mm -hmm. of like, 
you're acknowledging that that's what they're called, but you're not acknowledging that they actually exist. Mm -hmm. And it also really narrows it. Like you, I've at least heard people talk about how, uh, like interacting with people have several different, uh, faiths and they're like, Oh, we all believe in the same God, just in a different way. This just eliminates the ability for that because to know and trust a true and living God, you can't say that people believe in multiple different versions. Our Yahweh can't also be Allah and can't also be, you know, some spirit in the sky or something else that there's only the one true God of the Bible. And that's the only one that even exists. Yep. Great. I love that. Those are the reasons I love that as well. Um, I don't have anything to add. Second, that we avoid all idolatry and do not worship God improperly. Now, I love this one because it uses the words not to worship God improperly, Mm. right? Which doesn't... I feel like when you read the the commandments, there's this idea of like, well, I'm worshiping God, so that's fine, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not worshiping an idol. I'm not bowing down to another carved image. I'm not... Mm -hmm. um, And let's take modern idols, right? Well, I'm not loving money. I'm not Mm -hmm. loving this. But I love the fact that it says, do not worship God improperly. Like, meaning if your heart is to worship God, there are still wrong ways to go about doing that. Can you mm-hmm. talk through, like, what does that look like? Like, how, like uh-huh. how do you know if you're worshiping, worshiping God properly or improperly? Yeah. Um, there's a, man, there's so many answers. I'm a, what I'm going to do first is I'm going to look at the way the second commandment's worded here to see where they drew it and maybe try to draw from that example first. Um. So well, it just says, you shall have no other gods before me. That's the first one, right? And then you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth below or that is in water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them for I, Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers. Da, da, da. So I'd say in the context of this passage, the idea of worshiping God improperly is that um, you can have something that you think represents God but may, may not be the way that he desires to be worshipped, right? So for them, it would be carving an idol to represent Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Christianity, if we actually worshipped the cross itself. Yeah. That would be a way of like, well, the cross is Jesus and reminds us of Jesus. And and so the heart behind it's really great, but the statement is, you know, like, I am not held within an image. I am the invisible God, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think in this particular context, it is actually doing things that go against what God has explicitly demanded us not, to, or has explicitly demanded us not to do in worship, right? So that would be bowing down to anything that's not God himself. That would be singing the praises of any particular, like, other name. Um, that would be... Um, I'd say as we get into this modern context, Hannah, then like that'd be blurring the lines between are you worshiping the pastor or worshiping mm-hmm. God? Mm-hmm. You know, are you, do you, why, like, why do you love your church, right? Is it because you love your pastor and um, you love his style? Do you really love God because of the way that your pastor speaks mm-hmm. about him or you love God because he's God? Mm-hmm. I think you can get into that. Um, how do you know is was your question, Hannah? Uh, I'd say leaning on the Holy Spirit and always being conscious uh, not to be purposely quenching the Holy Spirit by living in unrepentant sin. Mm. When you do that and you're not living in unrepentant sin and your sincere heart is to not be sinning, 
the spirit will reveal to you those areas, you know, and I'd say the biggest concern you should have is you're not listening to the spirit. Not that you need to know what you're doing wrong, but that, that you would fail to listen to what the spirit is telling you you're doing wrong. Yeah. Right. Would so, you say this is also an important reason to be worshiping in the context of a church? Yeah. Then you have other people that yeah. can call you out and correct you or encourage you to be, you know, properly worshiping the Lord. And that's a way of encouragement for yourself and others. Um, but if you're only ever worshiping the Lord in private, um, then I feel like there's a lot more room for misuse and misconduct maybe. Yeah, I agree. Um, or a different type of, you know, temptation to, you know, be improper than it would be if you were in um, a context of a local body. I absolutely agree. But I would also flip that and say it's actually also the reason why we should be worshiping God in private. Mm. Because... Many times our worship can only take on the form of what we see happening in the corporate body. Yeah. And so the, you know, the danger of me being a worship pastor is that I'm teaching people that worship only happens in music or that worship only happens through a particular type of singing. And, and um, it's this concept that people won't worship outside of that. So mm-hmm. I'd say the opposite is true too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. That it's, you should have private worship mm-hmm. and, and that if you only worship God in, in terms of, um, corporate worship you're mm-hmm. actually not listening to how he says you should worship like yeah. romans 12 1 right is that your whole life is worship um jesus telling us to pray in the secret place is mm-hmm. part of our worship you know so there's yeah. the opposite i think would also be yeah. true in those moments as well yeah i think that's even earlier in deuteronomy 6 like this passage or this whatever catechism thing reference like is the shaman is talking about talking about god you know, as you're sitting and as you're lying down, as you're up walking along the road, that should yeah. always be before you. And this idea of, um, yeah, worshiping God in all times and our obedience will, like this obedience to the Ten Commandments, that our thing is going to flow out of right worship yep. to God. Which makes this more encompassing than a lot of times I think we read it. Like, this isn't talking about worship, worshiping Him correctly, just singing. Like, this is This is our life. Like worship the Lord correctly. He's a jealous God with our life here. Yeah. Good. Um, I'd, I'd say take away from this. If you're worried about that idea of worshiping God improperly, just come back to the fact that the spirit should reveal that to you and that you need to get out of the way of, of the spirit, right? You need to like actively repent of your sin and spend time in prayer. And I promise you, the Lord will reveal to you through the spirit, through prayer, through God's people, through, his word, all of those things. I think this is where too, like a good reverent fear of the Lord comes in and is a good thing in your life. And like, that's the third throughout. one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, transition, transition, transition to the Lord, to the third Biblical. one. Yeah. To the third one saying third, that we treat God's name with fear and reverence, honoring also his word and works. All right. Now mm-hmm. continue Hannah. Now I can't now <laughs> oh. it's all jumbled Train's up in my gone. brain. Oh no. Sorry. Fear the Lord. Do it. I, um, you know I don't know where I was going with that. I love this being in here as well because I think this is something our generation really stinks at. I think I think part of the fault is people like me, worship leaders, right? I think it's songwriters. I think it's people who um, only focus on the relationship that that we have with God and the the friendship and the and the uh, discipleship. Come before thrown with confidence. Yeah, right. Yeah. This I'm a child of God. I belong right oh yeah which are all true um but everything is only true to an extent yeah. right like 
the only way everything can be true is if it's all true and balanced, right? So mm-hmm. the idea of like you being a child of God is absolutely true. But what's also true is he's the Lord of all creation, the one who sits on the throne room who Isaiah said, I'm a worm, right? Yeah. yeah. Or who will bow and at the, the end of days at the throne and declare him as Lord, right? The one who will come back and um, be doing a lot of things that we don't normally think about, you know, yeah. like conquering and slaying his enemies and stuff like that. And so that truth can, should be held in balance mm-hmm. of the fact that God is also sort of awesome and glorious. And That's sort of awesome. Yeah. He is. You're right. Awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. He yeah, awesome. come on, Cody. And glorious and scary. He's sort of scary. Right? He is. Um, I love what Pastor Rob does whenever we have um, communion and he talks about the passage where um, probably Paul or someone is like, you might be sick because you're taking communion improperly. Yeah, Corinthians, yeah. Yeah, and like just that reminder of like nothing we should like nothing in our worship should be flippant and it shouldn't just be this passive going through the motions because there are consequences for that, um, that we can approach his throne with confidence because of what Jesus has done, but also he's still the God of the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, that there should be this reverent awe and fear of him. I, I put my thumb on this issue, like the divide between seeing him as friend and being fearful of him I put my thumb on this as one of the main issues today going on in church division. You know, we look at, um, I don't know if I should, I'm just going to say names, whatever. There's only so many people to listen to this podcast, right? So, (laughs) uh, like John MacArthur, right? I mean, he's got some great theology. He's got some really uh, great practices in some ways. Um, John Piper, right? These older men who have a big reverence for God, like we call it big God theology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, obviously we belong to more of that side of uh, of theology itself, mm-hmm. um, but you've got a camp like that that's like big on God's reverence and awe, mm-hmm. and then you've got the opposite side, like churches like Bethel and, mm-hmm. and, and churches that are all about the love and the spirit and the relationship, and part of it is a misbalance between the two, yeah. right? Like the, the, the reverence people look down upon the relationship people mm-hmm. because they don't respect God for who he is. Mm-hmm. And then the people, the spirit people, they look down upon those that are reverent because they don't know God the way that they think they should, mm-hmm. you know? So and we have to realize that God is all parts of his characters and attributes at all moments. Yeah. That he isn't that's the just, balance thing I'm trying to talk yeah, about. Yeah, he's not just a God of wrath right now, and then he'll be a God of love tomorrow, and then you know he's gonna be jealous the next day. That he is all those things all at once in a way that we can't even comprehend. And so our desire should be for our worship um and for our service to him to represent that holisticness and to not just be so focused on one attribute that we love the most and only ever praise him for that and only ever think of him in that way. But it should be yep. as much as we can, the whole holistic nature of his character. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I didn't get enough time to nuance that completely. I'm not speaking out against John MacArthur or John Piper, and I'm not speaking out against pastors who speak more relationally than they do mm-hmm. in the fear of God. Um, I mean, I guess I am, I am speaking out against them in this, in the sense that like who they lead and the, and the, part of church world they find themselves in can often be unforgiving of the other Mm -hmm. side. But um, all that to say, it's one of the reasons for church division, I think, is a lack of fear of God, but also uh, where all you focus is on the fear of God. Yeah. I've got a question. Just This is something that I always grew up with. I don't know if maybe this isn't common for other people, but it says in the Ten Commandments, you shall not take the name of the 
of the Lord your God in vain. And I always grew up people going to that to say, don't cuss. I kind of think we've answered it, but is that what it's saying? Because it's saying like specifically, like don't say God in a way, unless you're speaking directly to God is essentially the way it was presented. So I just, if, if other people are thinking that, I just want to throw that question out there. I've never thought about uh, the the exact context of don't take the name of your Lord and God in vain. You yeah, know? to me, like cussing is differently than taking the Lord's name in I, vain. And like you're how talking I grew about up with like it. GD like type, right? Is that what yeah. you mean by cussing, or do you mean like literally any curse word? Um, I think specifically like Jesus, people using the like Jesus Christ like or he, like God. Oh, okay, yeah. I think. Are you saying like, his like literal name? Yeah. Like gosh, yeah. gosh darn, or yeah. or actually being like yeah. in frustration, shouting the name of Christ. Right. Yeah, I think like all of us are like not saying, yeah. like, just trying to talk <laughs> around the word. I'm not putting that on the podcast. No. So, okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like <laughs> I think it gets it gets put over the whole topic of cussing, mm-hmm. but like it, this is what I just remember people going to to say, oh, don't do that. Okay. How about this? Uh, how about we do an episode next week? What does it look like in today's world to take the Lord's name in vain, and why does it still matter, or why doesn't it? Right? Yeah. I mean, I like it. That's good. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, not impl- I'm not implying that it doesn't matter. I'm just saying it makes for a good title for a podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. Well, well, let's handle that next week. We'll right. start. Take a little aside. I mean, the Ten Commandments, like I said, they're not boring, but we could make them boring if we just repeat it over and over without nuancing all the little questions. So yeah. that'd be good. And then maybe we can follow up with anything we wanted to finish w- with these three topics. But <clears throat> good. Anything? Whoop. Regent? I'm good. All right. Well, we'll abruptly end it there right now because <laughs> we're going to have lots of podcasts talking about these things. So next week, tune in as we talk about taking the Lord's name in vain. I'll spend some time researching it. We'll spend some time talking about it and exactly what it looks like in today's world, what you should and shouldn't do. And, uh, you know, we'll just have all the answers. That's Always. usually, oh, that's yeah. we're going to be so clear. Yeah. It's going to be right at 20 minutes too. That's usually what, I mean, we're so good at what we do. Uh, Very yeah. good. Very Obviously. knowledgeable. I don't even, thousands of followers. Yeah. I don't even know why y'all go read other people. I mean, we know everything. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, okay, cool. Well, um, thanks for sticking in there for this, uh, 20 minute long episode on the new city catechism. just want to encourage you to keep on diving in with us. We'll have new content every week, even if we're diving through the 10 commandments. I think there's a lot that can be talked about that, mm-hmm. uh, like these questions that are going to be popping up. So join us next week as we talk about that. No, until then though, uh, we love you. We're praying for you and we'll see you next time. <laughs>